Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Kim and joined by Katie, Leah, Bonnie, and talking about our one cool thing. Leah already talked about Jackie Mom's Mabley, but before... Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> but before we dive back in, I'll tell That's you about like... the other ones we heard about. <laughs> Katie talked about same-sex relationships and having children, and Bonnie talked about Ala Nazla Nova. Very good. Well, it's I a got hard it. Name. I got you it got first. Him. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about, about our gal pals. So my question is, who was the first person you personally knew that was openly gay? And how did that affect you and your relationship with them? Mine was actually, and I, I can't remember how old I was, but I want to say junior high. Okay. So maybe junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my best friend at the time. She wrote me uh, this letter and this note, and it was trying to tell me that she loved me like... Oh she would love a boyfriend and she was trying to find the words. Uh, She didn't even know what the words were Mm -hmm. um, to say it. And she's just like the, the two of us are just, you know, one, the two of us are connected. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is the sweetest thing. But in terms of what I would feel for a boyfriend, I don't feel that, but you are my best friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's not going to change. So I didn't want to crush her because I know how I, you know, I actually only assumed because, you know, I had crushes on boys and I'd approach them and they'd be like, you know, screw you, go away. And that hurts. Right. right, right. So it's like, well, I'm not going to do that to her. That's not fair. She's trusting me with this, you know. Um, And so what I did is I actually set her up with another friend of mine. Nice. I I had an idea was maybe gay or and at the same time we didn't know what even the, what the word was right um, but also seemed um, as a possibility and so the two of them actually became a couple and I became the one in the hallways that would defend and beat the shit out of anybody who said anything about them holding hands or kissing in the hallway. Nice. Um, I kind of became like their bodyguard in a way. People fucking hated me for that. But <laughs> I did not care because I'm like, she found happiness. You know what I mean? Right. The feeling wasn't mutual, but at the same time, like, I wasn't offended. It was just if it was just like, okay, it's not a great chemistry match, but we're also still friends on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> did she marry so, that lady? No. Oh. They, you know what? It was... It was the first love and it was a safe mm-hmm. first love. But you know what I mean? Sometimes your first love is not, it's not your, you know, who you're going to become. You know what I mean? Um, but they went their separate ways um, and had a lot of separate interests as far as like career life and things like that. But they were so safe together, I think was the, you know, the best way uh, to explain it in, in the very early 90s. <laughs> sort of thing so yeah so that was my first experience so i became um a cheerleader a protector a bully against hatred (laughs) 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 and i think i have tried to always keep it that way so you know that's kind of yeah 
that was my first but I thought that was so sweet that is awesome and I'm like oh honey I wish I felt that way right (laughs) it'd be easier I've had shitty boyfriends (laughs) and I continued to have really shitty boyfriends until my husband so it would have saved me a lot of pain and torture (laughs) because she was nice The first uh, person that I personally knew that was gay was a boy in my school named, um, I forget if it was Brendan or Brandon. Oh, we had one of those. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, with you. He was, I mean, he grew up with us. Like, we all, I think we all kind of knew before anyone even, like, thought of that being a thing. Like, he was a very flamboyant boy. Right. Um, and he had bright red hair, and he's, he's he was a ginger. He shaved it all off. Uh-huh. Like recently, I've seen him on Facebook and I'm like, why? <laughs> but um, he, I mean, I think we all knew, but we didn't really care. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, he didn't like date anyone in our school. I think he kind of stayed single until college. Gotcha. Um, but I remember we were working on, we had debate class and he was my partner and we did um, gay people adopting. It was our oh, nice. topic. Yeah. So I remember him telling me, and I was just kind of like, well, yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> well, like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. <laughs> no one cares. And, you know, being in the, the podunk town that I kind of grew up in in school, I was, like, very surprised, I guess, looking back, that no one ever harassed him for that. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. At least that I saw. Right. I mean, right. I'm not him. It wasn't openly aggressive. Yeah. Right. But it I would think that he would aggressive. have like clapped back with something and shut him up. But there, there's that. <laughs> Sassy, my friend. I dig it. Shady. Well, I grew up in the same kind of town. The um, Podunk town. <laughs> this is true, with not much diversity to it. Um, and so in high school, um, I didn't know about anybody being openly gay um i've since had people confide in me at like the college level or later on or through knowing them on facebook finding out people i went to high school with or um in same-sex relationships but it wasn't until college that um i befriended a couple um gosh that was so long ago um, a couple of dudes, <laughs> a couple of dudes, um, and it didn't seem any different than being friends with a male and female right, or anything else. It was just like yeah. a couple friends. So yeah. it didn't strike me as far as the impact on me. I'm like, oh, I just made some new college friends. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, my mind wasn't closed off to that, even with growing up in a town where it wasn't really accepted. It was not, you know, anything that surprised me or just like, oh, okay, cool. But I've always been, I, I feel like, pretty open to people just making their own choices and what's oh, right yeah. for them because, you know, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they kind of turned out to be rather mean and the friendship did not last. <laughs> but... That'll happen in college. It happens. It happens with any friendships. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what? Some friendships are awesome and forever. Some some are, I hope you die by a tragic trash fire. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nobody. Nobody do I wish that on. I I, I have a list. I gave them (laughs) my clarinet, and I do need that back. You need your clarinet. (laughs) So if you're listening. Yeah. If you're out there. The only problem is this one time in band camp. Oh. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You don't want it back. (laughs) Not the clarinet or the flute. I just erased the ever desire to have that back. (laughs) I never knew how to play it anyway, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> Kim, what about you? Well, um, I had a group of best friends. I also grew up in a small town, and um, like there wasn't much diversity, also, um, in any factor or facet. Um, but one of my best friends in our group, um, in middle school, came out, and um, at first he was dating one of the girls in our group. You know, and they got really close. They were best, like, the closest of the best friends, you know. And we kind of paired up, but we all just always hung out and everything. But um, he told her first, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we eventually knew. But super shy, um, you know, always did the right thing. Always, you know, was just a good guy to everybody. And um, so he didn't know how people would take it. Right. So... Um, it, it was a slow process, and I don't know how people treated him when they found out. I don't know if he was bullied by other guys, but when when people were around um, and when our group was around, I don't feel like it was any different. We were just like, oh, okay. And he might remember it differently. Right. Um, but I don't remember ever thinking differently of him. Yeah. Um, I was just like, wow, that would, that would be harder. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I had somebody I went to high school with that went to the same college that I did. Um, and he ended up contacting me and we hung out a little bit in college. And I could tell he really wanted to talk to me about something. We were like going on a walk. Mm-hmm. And he was really like trying to get up his nerves to tell me something. Um, and he told me eventually that he's gay. He came out. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, okay. Yeah, sounds <laughs> right? good. But, but now in retrospect, I'm like, was that appropriate? Because it really felt like, it, you know, like, I've been was that the appropriate response I mean gotcha. <laughs> I think it was right. nervousness of telling nervousness of rejection but I'm like you know yeah absolutely because like, it wasn't a big deal to you it didn't no. make you think of him any differently right right yeah. although there should be like do people do coming out parties like that is a big deal to reveal yourself right you know I tried to throw a period party for both my <gasps> daughters and they were not having it I had every idea so <laughs> if they're is a stigma against period parties. Please tell me there are still coming out parties because both need to exist. Right? They do. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're fun. Right. <laughs> I think it's a celebration. Is. I think for me, it would be the best response. Like, oh, okay. And then just, you know, have it not not go away or anything. Right. Or like anything. Or if you had any questions, you know, I would just be relieved. I'd be like, oh, yeah. okay. So it's not a big deal. I think. Like, a, I don't know. but I think a lot of times, and I'll, I'll blanket it with any secret or shame Mm. when you tell another person it is mostly for you yeah it's to you know what i mean like to um to lay the groundwork to not be hiding anymore sort of thing so i think it is mostly um on the shadow or on the shoulders of the the person revealing whatever the secret is um so as long as the reaction isn't like hostile (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean right or yeah. fake or you know right. what i mean anything like oh i'm so happy for you All right oh, i gotta go right. <laughs> then that sort of thing mm-hmm. so yeah yeah however you react is however you react i would just yeah <laughs> start backing away slowly if it was either the voice i just did or anchor right. <laughs> <laughs> like well i might not see anymore <laughs> right exactly but. But no, I, I totally agree. I think it, it is for the person who's telling the story, you know, yeah. and I, I think um, it just helps people become closer. Like to me, 
like yeah. sharing that secret that you don't know if they knew or not, but like now that I know that you know and you're okay with it, like I feel way more comfortable with you. Right, yeah. exactly. And we can talk about more. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's all therapeutic. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Therapeutic's a good word. <laughs> but now he's my uh but he's still my best friend. We're still a the same group of best friends nice and um he's married living in fishers like they're awesome so hopefully we get to see each other at least twice a year like the group of us yeah i don't know to get the band back together yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always fun (laughs) perfect yeah (laughs) so what is your one cool thing darling so my one cool thing is i chose rachel maddow sweet so new thinker lady um, it's actually, you would think that I would choose either music or podcast or something. That was that's my what guess. I usually do. That was my guess. And there's <laughs> but, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's just me, you know. Which network but, is she on? That's what I can't remember. MSNBC. CNN? MSNBC. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. I would have lost that bet where it's like, tell me which channel Rachel yeah. Maddow's on. I just don't watch the news. <laughs> and she started on radio oh. and um, she ended up filling in for somebody during something. I can't remember uh, where it is. Uh, but I didn't write that one down. But she is the host of the Rachel Maddow show now, and she was named one of the one of Out's magazines Out 100 in 2008. Sweet. Ooh. In 2009, she received a Gracie Award from American Women in Radio and Television. I have heard of that award. Yes. Yeah. Um, she earned a degree in public policy from Stanford University. Uh, she attended Oxford. Which, um, where she earned a doctorate in political science. She's a clever girl. Oh, she's so smart. And no matter what she is passionate about investigating or talking about, she has read pretty much everything she could. And now she has a team of people behind her reading everything they can. Right. And she really does touch on so many different facets than you hear other news people talk about, no matter where you are in your spectrum of belief or opinion or whatever. She covers as much as she can about it. Yeah. From my opinion. Yeah. But, a well-rounded um, report, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but she was the first openly gay American to receive a Rhodes Scholarship. Oh. And that's an international postgraduate award for students that studied at Oxford. And it was the first large-scale program of international scholarship. Mm-hmm. So it was founded to promote unity between English-speaking nations and instill a sense of civic-minded leadership and moral fortitude in future leaders. Yeah, which she became. So it's a big, yeah. <laughs> so um, the more I listen to her, the more I just have more respect for her. Um, she really does put her heart on the line. And um, she's, uh, m- well, not married, but she's had a long-term girlfriend and everything. Um, as a freshman at Stanford, she was outed by the college newspaper in a published interview before she told her parents. Oh, so um, one of the quotes from her, um, I'm not sure which, where the quote was from, but she said, I did an interview with the student newspaper about being one of the only two gay freshmen on campus. And the mistake I made was that I had not come out to my parents yet. Yeah. <laughs> so they like Awkward. read it before. Yeah. Well, it laid some groundwork. Yeah. <laughs> it broke some ice, if you will. But yeah. yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> So, I guess you know. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about it. Right. <laughs> um, she met her girlfriend. Uh, her name's Susan Maluka. And um, she was actually hired by Maddow to do yard work for her. Gotcha. And um, that's when Maddow was doing her doctoral, 
doctoral dissertation. And um, she said, well, my first date with Susan was at an NRA Ladies Day on the Range event. And that was the closest she's ever gotten to NRA. I was going to say <laughs> that's what she said. NRA NRA event? Yeah. Oh my. So goodness. I'm not entirely sure why they went or why it was their first date, but I don't know. It happens. <laughs> um, she's not very well known, like by her face. A lot of people don't know, like who she is, um, which surprised me. But when I really thought about it, like if I saw her face on Jeopardy before I actually knew her a few years ago, yeah, I wouldn't have known like who she was do but. you know her more by her voice um is that more what it is more by for me more by her topics like her uh. you know um the lbgt um pride and right. then um and political as well yeah I mean, she's heavy yeah. into the politics yeah yeah so she like since i found out how well versed she was in every side that you could probably imagine just more like the facts it's not like yeah. this is why he did it or this is why she said this. It's more like this is what happened, mm-hmm. and this is what people are saying. And you know, I mean, they really just do a broad spectrum of that. Yeah, yeah. So. I remember one of the first places where I really kind of connected her face to her name. Mm-hmm. She was in a documentary called Misrepresentation, and have you? <laughs> oh, such a good documentary. It was about women represented in advertising and TV and movies. Okay. Um, and she was talking about um, in there, because I don't really watch the news, but I was like, oh, okay, news report. She says that if she does a broadcast and she's talking very calmly and she's stating the facts and this happened and this happens and this happens, mm-hmm. you know, listenership is blah. But if she's yelling and excited and, or angry or whatever, and she's super animated, ratings go through the roof oh yeah and so it becomes this thing whether positive or negative whether they agree with her yelling and freaking out or not there's an engagement that women are supposed to you know what i mean be on the news and be like she's competing with people that are like the rush limbaugh and the Infowars that are yelling and screaming and doing all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and i'm like i need to learn more about this lady because i respect that (laughs) yeah that she understands there's a difference and that she's got to play it sometimes one way and then play it sometimes another way Mm mm-hmm and like most of the things that I've seen, and I don't watch the news much either, mm-hmm. but um, I try to watch a variety of everything. And um, that's why I've kind of gravitated towards her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this before. Like you can turn to six different channels and hear maybe two different things and they're all saying the same scripts. But You have like, somebody you can mm-hmm. trust. Yeah. I, it's- so, but she did write a book. It was called Drift. And it is more political. I wouldn't say that it was um, about, you know any kind of women's rights or gay rights or anything like that. But um, it was number one New York uh, New York Times bestseller. Sweet. And so um, there were just so many good reviews about it. And um, I guess I could read the descriptions. To yeah. Give you a little bit more about Absolutely. what her book's about. Um, written with bracing wit and intelligence, Rachel Maddow's Drift argues that we've drifted away from America's original ideals and become a, nation, a nation weirdly at peace with perpetual war. To understand how we've arrived at such a da- dangerous place, Maddow takes us from the Vietnam War to today's war in Afghanistan, along with the way exploring Reagan's uh, radical presidency, the d- disturbing rise of executive authority, the gradual outsourcing of our war-making capabilities to private companies, the plummeting percentage of American families whose children fight our constant wars for us, and even the changing fortunes of G.I. Joe. 
Ultimately, she shows us how much we stand to lose by allowing the scope of American military power to overpower our political discourse. And every like the reviews are basically just saying it's lively but serious. Yeah. It's um it has like head smacking stories about different things, but it really it it's not it doesn't drag on. Right, <laughs> it's exactly. Really, she has um, a point, she gets to yeah. it and she explains it. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not even not comedic or anything like that, but um there is a few humorous things in it. I mean she keeps it lively is a good word, I guess. Yeah, there I you go. Say. See. But um in the political facet, I would say that she's one of my um people and that's why I brought her to the table yes. for my one cool thing. Because I, I really think it. she really just tries to keep everything, you know, level headed and she um will she's a good role model, I think, mm-hmm. for women. Yeah, absolutely. I have seen a few of her clips sort of thing. You know what I mean? Especially the ones that go viral when she. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I do very much appreciate those. (laughs) (laughs) And she always has that power, you know, just that ambience about her. Yeah, confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She knows what she is talking Mm -hmm. about. um, And she brings that 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 level of confidence and um, trust. Mm hmm. Um, to listen to what she has to say. So knowledgeable, but doesn't come over like, like bitchy, you know, or like people can, yeah. Yeah. Like people can call women, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, she, she did, um, say that she's, she said, I'm not an anchor babe. I'm never going to be. My goal is to, <laughs> I don't um, work for Fox news. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> the physical appearance stuff in uh, such a way that I, it's not comment worthy. So the only right. thing to talk about is what she said. Right. And she's yeah. still um she's still building her career. She's still oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot more she's still that's young, happening for, for, sure. <laughs> for Rachel Maddow, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I it would be interesting for her to be on like maybe the Ellen show or yeah. maybe um Saturday, not Saturday Night Live. Well maybe Saturday actually, Night Live. Saturday she's Night actually Live very fun. funny. I can see <laughs> she, that. She has, yeah. She's so smart and humorous, but see. I don't know. And but that's kind of I don't get I try not to get political or very political. Right. If I do, I'm pretty open to listen to everything. Yeah. You know, but I think that's why I respect her a lot. Yeah. It's, um, I used to have the metaphor of, you know, be a sponge, you know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like gather information, but I actually, um, I read a different metaphor that I liked a lot better and it's, um, the bellows. So you have to go old school with fireplaces. Uh, but you know, those accordions, you like lift it and it has the accordion and it sucks in air to it. So it's like the bellows. So you kind of like suck in everything that's around you. That's happening. Mm -hmm. You're kind of absorbing it. And when you're ready, then you squish the accordion bellows and you, you know, release and yeah. then you're releasing what you have absorbed, what you have learned, what you have thought. And we go through these different um, inhales and exhales yeah. um, through our entire life. And some of them are like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of them are like five years. You know what I mean? Um, so it's always wonderful to be in that process of either inhale or exhale. Yeah. So, And when you're in an inhale, you know taken from all different sources because you never know right. <laughs> how that's going to combine into a new you soup oh yeah and now i'm mixing metaphors i got bellows and i got soup, soup and yeah sorry <laughs> why do i want smoke Sponges. in my soup i know sorry well, i get excited with the metaphors <laughs> like metaphors <laughs> good short bursts of recapturing what you're trying right. to focus on 
<laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, and not only that, but having, um, if you are gay, mm-hmm. um, or if you are trying to find your own, you know, uh, gender identity or your own sexual identity, um, the idea that someone like Rachel Maddow is on a successful show that is her name, you know what I mean? Um, exactly. is, has a very powerful platform mm-hmm. um, and is somebody to look up to. That extremely, extremely helps because, I mean, one thing we haven't talked about is the suicide rate. You know what I mean? It's still mm, really, true. really terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why the representation, you know, matters sort of thing. Um, she doesn't have to have a gay pride flag behind her in every broadcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, but by her being in that chair, you know what I mean? It really... It really matters to people, so oh, I think absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah, keep kicking ass, right? One yeah. of these days, I'll watch the news again. Thing I remember <laughs> her from was like probably at least a year ago. They had gotten like one page of Trump's tax returns or something, <laughs> and it was like an hour, and you were sitting there waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Like announced it. it, Like I'm like I'm not on Twitter, but I think it popped up with a thing, and I'm like, okay, let's watch this. I'm like an hour. (laughs) It's like 45 minutes in, and I'm like yelling at the TV. I'm like, get to the dark corner. Joe, bury the lead. But they got. I do remember that. Yeah, one page. (laughs) And she read it. (laughs) When she got it. Reading this as it comes out. Yep. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Well, that wraps it up for Gay Pride Month. Join us next week as we crank it up to 11 and sip some lemonade for Music Month. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.